are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Battle Red Nation, to another installment of the Houston football team only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman on this Friday. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, if you guys don't know right now, the Washington, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, they officially put in their name, and apparently they're going to be just using this name for the year until they come up with some better ideas. And I thought that was going to come out of the gate with a great idea. I mean, Twitter fans was given names. I don't know if it was trademarked already or what, but there was a lot of great names out there that we were seeing from Twitter. But, you know, Dan Snyder isn't known for listening to people, and they went with the Washington football team. And why I hate that, the Washington football team, Washington football team, and it's so close, so close from being WTF. If it was abbreviated, to be Washington. It's so close for ESPN to put that under their WTF. They're going to have to. Well, no, now, now it's, since it's Washington football team, it'll be WFT. But it's so close if to, it's so close from it being WTF. And oh my gosh, that'd have been funny. <laughs> WTF beats the Patriots. What the, um, what the, well, <laughs> what the <laughs> you know the 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 i don't want to say the best part about this is but have have you seen their jerseys they're basically using they're going to keep the the colors of the redskins and their jerseys is is no name no no logo no nothing i mean the size of the helmets where you know where the um team's logo is always supposed where it's supposed to be, it's just going to be their number. They just look like a really good, a really expensive high school football team, the way their jerseys look. There's no name, no nothing, just it's, it's, it's just colors. Yeah, but what do you expect? I mean, it took us years for them to even get to this point. So I, I don't expect much, but I am disappointed that with all the chaos Washington has going on, and they have a lot of chaos, we could not get the WTF for the abbreviation. And I thought, I think that'd be pretty funny to say the least, because that, that the whole Washington uh, existence has been one big WTF in the last 15, 20 years. So, but moving along, we talked about Ross Blacklock, you know, wrapping up his rookie deal second rounder out of TCU, signed his $7.9 million contract. 4.9 of it was guaranteed with a $3.3 million signing bonus. Let's not forget third round rookie Jonathan Grenard signed for $4.4 million with an $893,000 bonus. Uh, Tackle Charlie Heck signed his contract for $4 million. John Reed signed his contract for $3.78 million. And Isaiah Coltler signed a contract as well for $3.5 million. These rookies are getting their money. And now, you know, Cody, we have to talk about whether or not they will get an actual shot to play football this year for the Houston Texans. Will any of them see the the, the practice squad? How would it take place? Because the NFL 
they're really pushing the 90 roster spots that normally the NFL would have to kick off this season, but we're not living in normal times anymore. So the 90 is now going down to 80 for the roster spots, and there will be no preseason games as of right now. That leaves a lot of room for a few things. The NFL is having issues with the salary. The NFL pay, the NFLPA and the NFL are trying to go back and forth with the salary hit and amount that they could lose and just trying to figure out what's going to happen with the players, right? So let's take a look at this really quick. I'm going to give you guys some information that is definitely necessary and need to know. Negotiations are fluid, and this is from Tom Pellicero from the NFL Network. Negotiations are fluid, of course, but NFL owners continue to push for an agreement to lower the salary cap in 2020 and also 2021. The NFLPA and GMs believe all of this could lead to a veteran cut and restructure, a lot of veteran cuts and reconstructions before the season. NFLPA will love to spread the financial hit through 2030. So they want to go to 10-year route rather than taking it in now for the next two years. And a source says even a $10 million reduction in the 2020 salary cap would be too much at this stage. The season is supposed to start in a month and a half. Rosters are largely already set. Many teams would be scrambling to free up money because they now they have to go from you know, 80 guys to the roster spots that are set. Uh, we'll be, we'll be at it up 53, 54, 55, wherever we, wherever the new roster limit set is now, they have to make those RAS cuts, but you don't know who and why, who you should cut, why you should cut them. Cause you haven't really got a lot to see. And in the Texans case, Bill O'Brien was huge on this year is going to be a veteran type of year, right? And they just signed their rookies. Kudos to them. But the NFL is putting a lot of pressure on them to make decisions. And if this this agreement takes place where they want to look at the salary cap and make changes, then how will that affect the Houston Texans and their plans? Not having DJ Reader, Bill O'Brien brought in a lot of veteran guys. We traded, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and got a veteran running back uh, along with the 40th overall pick. So he's a part of our plans. You know, he's he brought in guys throughout the entire offseason to fill holes and voids, like Michael Thomas at safety, at safety Jalen Watkins. Uh, so his, his plan going into this season was to allow the young guys to really marinate, soak what they can, and allow veterans to play. But if the NFL really forces, or if they come to an agreement and it's forced upon teams to, make these cuts and not allow the stretch over 10 years for the, the financial loss that could happen to be paid and put it in the next two years. That'll put the Texans in, in, in a rough spot that are back them into the corner because now you will have to really, as, as Tom Pellicero said, scramble to see what you're going to do next. Who's going to stay, who's going to go. And, and in this stage of the NFL season or lack thereof, we're not seeing any of these guys play. That puts all 32 teams at risk of jeopardizing the season that they would like to have. Um, To be honest with you, I don't think the Texans will be that much in a position where they have to sweat about who they're going to keep and who they're not going to keep. Like you say, Bill O'Brien already came out and said that this team that he has built for 2020 is a veteran team. 
And when you take a look at nearly every single player on this roster, the Texans have a couple of players that who are suspendable. You take a look at Kiki QT, you take a look at Kahili Warren. I mean, these two guys have been in the doghouse for so long, especially QT. I mean, John, you even said it. If he sneezes wrong, he's going to be gone. So I'm not too concerned about the Texans sweating on guys that they need to keep and guys that they are are not going to keep because I think it, out of all the teams in the league, this is the one team who can co- afford to take that route if the league do say, okay, we got to cut the 90-man roster down to 80 or whatever the number might be. But what I'm more concerned about, and this is something that I've been concerned about ever since the virus started and you started talking about having a season where fans are not going to be in attendance. And we all know the amount of money, even if they do play, the amount of money that they're going to lose my biggest concern is how would this affect Deshaun Watson's contract? Well, I can't wait to discuss that because that's the most important aspect when we look at it through the eyes of Texans fans, right? But I want to give you guys this information before we move on. DeMora Smith predicted a loss of roughly $70 million per team over the course of the next two seasons, this season and 2021. That's a lot of money, a lot of money, especially considering what the owners want to do. They don't want to drag it out over the next 10 years. They want to knock it out in the next two years. That's going to put so many things behind, so many things behind. And, Cody, as you alluded to, we are one of the teams that may suffer from that with every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so cody and listeners at home in the ideal world what would we want well, we would want Deshaun Watson here for the next 10 years. Ideally, we'd like to have DeAndre Hopkins still here. Uh, ideally, we'd like to have Bill O'Brien either operating as one and not the other or not here at all. But we do not live in an ideal world. 
And ideally, we are now running the risk of really allowing all 32 teams to have an open market on Deshaun Watson. And I, I mean that figuratively because there are a couple of teams that don't need him, right? We look at a team uh, in, in Kansas City that just signed Patrick Mahomes to his monster deal. And that's kind of funny to see how his deal would be affected if this passes. But ideally, if over the course of the next two years, the salary cap can take a hit, right? Roughly seven, $70 million per team. Now, ideally, if this doesn't happen, then Deshaun is already at a place where he's comfortable to re-sign back with Houston. With $70 million gone, possibly, can Watson look around, sees what is on the table, see what the Texans have set up for him, and understand that I can either stay and take what they're going to be able to give me, not less, but that's all they can give me, or maybe there's another suitor out there that has more, even though they've you know, financially lost a lot of money, a substantial amount of money. They have more, and they may also have more talent around, uh, built around the team already that I'll be able to succeed over there. So losing that amount of money is scary for the Texans to think about because now it kind of opens up other teams. You may have 120 to give them if you take the $70 million cut. We also may have 160. It's just just things like that. Now, I'm sure they have the cap, the cap workers out there that will look and see, okay, if we get this deal done, maybe – after the first two years, his contract will go up substantially. We don't know, but watching the salary cap get affected, possibly, of course. And I keep saying possibly because none of this has been voted on at the time of our show. But watching this get done, what it does for me is just it gives me a thought, just an idea, folks, just an idea of whether or not the Texans could lose Deshaun Watson because the amount of money they could possibly give him. Not that they don't want to give him that big contract, right? Not that they don't want to give him that ultra deal. But if they lose out on $70 million in the next two years, that may open up a flood of other teams being able, who can afford him, right, and and afford his talents. Just say, hey, we have the money over here, and we may also have a better fit for you. This year is critical, and it's crucial, because this year, Deshaun Watson is really trying to figure out whether or not he can buy all in uh, into Bill O'Brien. And I know in the past he said he he has. I get it. That's what he's going to say, especially a guy like Watson. But you take away my number one threat. You bring in a lot of guys. You take away some guys. Some guys wasn't resigned. Some guys was. Cool. Now I need to see what your vision is. And if the, if the year doesn't plan out how – either side envisions it and also on top of that you want to get this deal done but you're taking a huge hit financially in the next year or so let's say free agency kicks off next year right and they still don't have a deal done i'm sure they're franchise tag them but at that point there's other teams out there with more money that may be able to suit him better than what the texans can and he also just may not get the contract that he deserves i don't see this as a way for Deshaun Watson to leave Houston because just like the Houston Texans who might be in a position where they're going to have to give him less all the other 31 teams around this league are going to be in the same situation 
Now, of course, you got to look at it from a standpoint of there are going to be other teams who can possibly offer him more, but I don't see Deshaun Watson taking those type of deals because all those teams who have a lot of salary caps, nine times out of 10 are the bottom feeders of this league. And yes, I get it. We don't know what to expect from the Houston Texans, especially by the fact that they gave away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of chips without getting a drink. But at the end of the day, I don't see Watson putting himself in a position where he is like, one, I'm only thinking about the money, and two, I would rather go play with a team that is 10 times worse and 10 times less talented than the team that I got right here in Houston. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. However, on the flip side of things, when I take a look at Deshaun Watson's contract situation, this is why I want to see Deshaun Watson continue to be interested in taking that three-year deal because everyone knows no matter if they play the whole season or if they play half of the season, the league is going to lose some money. And I'm pretty sure in the next two to three years, we're going to see some kind of ramification because every team has lost money. If Deshaun Watson takes a three-year contract, that give the Texans, that give the NFL enough time to recuperate some of the loss. So at that point, let's say if he does take a three-year deal and and by the time that deal is over with, he'll be only, what, 28, 29 years old, still damn near entering the prime of his career. So hopefully within that time frame, the Texans will be able to recuperate some of the money that they lost. And then you can see Deshaun Watson <laughs> – possibly arguably reset the market again for an NFL quarterback. And I feel like that's going to be the best bet. What I don't want to see happen is Deshaun Watson sign a huge contract either this offseason, next offseason or whatever, and it puts the Texans in position where they're not going to have enough money to sign talented players to, to make that contract work any value. And what I don't want to see happen is for, for Deshaun Watson to waste the prime of his career, the Texans waste a prime of their career because they gave this guys too much money in the midst of a pandemic and it hindered them signing guys. Because I guarantee you, if the Texans and Watson agree to a friendly contract over the next three years, I guarantee you the Texans are going to be able to sign some talented players because I know Watson is a type of guy that players are going to want to come to Houston and play with this guy. So that's why I feel the three-year contract is going to be perfect. That give the Texans enough time to recuperate some, some financial loss. And even for Watson himself, if he just want to give it a three-year run and the Texans still haven't done anything, then by the time he walks away in free agency, I hate to say it like this, but it's sort of like the LeBron James when he first left Cleveland, um, what was it, 10 years ago? Like, you know, I gave you enough time. You still haven't shown me that you can build a a not just a championship team, but a, a, a solid contender. Then you can understand his frustration in leaving the franchise at that point. But at the same time, best case scenario, three year contract, recuperate the value loss, build a and, and that also puts the Texas in a situation where they could continue building that championship team. Whatever Bill O'Brien has in his mind, that is going to be the best bet for this team. So. Unless the Texans go, what, 4-12, and 12, two out of the next three to five seasons or whatever, I don't, I don't see Watson leaving. As of right now, 
the 2020 NFL season is still projected to go on as scheduled, which means your Houston football team will kick off against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday, September 10th at Arrowhead Stadium. And what we want to do here from today all the way up until I don't even know, but what we're going to do, we're going to introduce a new theme. After every single show, we're going to preview every single team that the Houston Texans have to play in 2020. And of course, which means since this is the first installment, we're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. John, I'm going to let you have the floor first. When the Houston Texans kick off their 2020 season, what do you expect? I'm expecting revenge in the eyes of the Texans. I'm I'm expecting a chip on the shoulder for a lot of reasons. Hey, number one, we blew a 24-0 league in the playoffs, right? Number two, the disrespect we've received all offseason, including on Madden. But ultimately, overall, these are the big dogs. These are the champs. This, if you're going to win it, to kick it off on Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, you set the tone for the year. And I'll tell you something. Teams do not win big. When I say big, I mean get the hardware unless they set the tone day one, game one. I remember Ed Reed telling a story the year that they won their Super Bowl when uh, Joe Flacco went on his, you know, historic run. But Ed Reed told a story how it started from something as simple as picking up the trash if it didn't go in the trash can. You set the tone. The Texans want to set the tone. They've heard all of the – Lonnie Johnson was destroyed against Cal, uh, Travis Kelsey. What are they going to do without DeAndre Hopkins? Will this offensive line be better? Is Deshaun Watson going to – you know, the, we've heard it all. And come game night, time to put up a shutout. Now, do I think they're going to win the game? No. But I still believe that they will set the tone from that game moving forward. I agree with you up until the point you say you don't think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to win this game. Opening night against the Houston Texans, going back to the place where, like you say, they got embarrassed. They blew a 24 to nothing lead. I can see the Houston Texans coming out, ready to go, hungry. And I can see them pulling off a victory. I know we will revisit this, of course, right before the season starts, but I, I, I thoroughly believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat as champions, and I think that opening day they will just make their statement that they are still the best team in the league. Ladies and gents, all listeners at home, wherever you are in your car, on the way to work, it does not matter. My name is John, some sports guy Hickman, and I appreciate you guys listening today. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Sports, ladies and gentlemen, is here. The Houston Rockets kick off their first team scrimmage in Orlando tonight against the Toronto Raptors and your Houston Astros. How can I forget about the Astros? They start their season as well. And if you want to listen to what the Houston Rockets have going on, please remember to check out our guy, JT Gatlin over at locked on Rockets and the other guy, Eric Hyman over at locked on Astros. Once again, this is locked on Houston football team.
Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.